Well, good morning, everybody. This is the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. I also want to greet all of those who are watching by live stream. Thank you for coming out and, and tuning in to us and just listening to what God has to say this morning. And I'm excited because I believe that the, the message that God has today is a very important message. It's a message that we, we often take for granted, but it's so vital and so important, especially when it comes to relationships. Uh, but just like I always like to do, I like to just get right into the Word. So if you'll join with me, those who are watching, please join me as we go before the Lord in prayer. Father God, we thank you this morning for this wonderful day that you've given to us. We also thank you, Father, for your presence, not only here, but with those who are watching in their homes. And Father, we ask, Lord God, that you give them ears to hear what you want to say today. Lord, let our hearts be attentive to receive your words Father God, let your message be clear. Let there be no misunderstanding, Father God. Help us to know and understand your perfect will. And so, Father, as we come with an open heart and an open mind, ready to receive your words, we thank you and we honor you today. And, Lord, for this we thank you. Lord, I ask that you bless my, uh, uh, touch me, Lord God, and, and speak through me and use this vessel, Lord God, to carry out your will. And Lord, I, I lay myself into your hands and trust you, Lord God, that you'll speak through me and, and have your way. And Lord, for this, I thank you. In your precious son's name we pray. Amen and amen. Let me start off by just sharing a, a story that was told, by, uh, told of uh, President Franklin D. Roosevelt, who was, uh, was our 32nd president of the United States. And, and the story goes where... He often endured these long receiving lines during receptions that they would have at the White House. And he would often complain that no one really pays attention to what is said when they're greeting and, and shaking his hand. So one day during a reception that they had, uh, he decided to do an experiment. He decided that every person that would come along to the receiving line to shake his hand, he would whisper, or not whisper, but say softly, and tell them, I murdered my grandmother this morning. <laughs> and so, what's interesting is the response of the guests. Some of them responded with phrases like, marvelous. <laughs> Great job. Keep up the good work. We're proud of you. God bless you, sir. And it's pretty obvious that no one was listening. But it wasn't until the end of the line when the ambassador of Bolivia was greeting the president and he actually heard what the president said. And confused and, and unsure of himself and, and surprised and not knowing exactly what to say to him and still be respectful, did the only thing that he knew to do. And so the ambassador leaned over to the president and says... I'm sure she had it coming. <laughs> but my point here is this. No one ever listens. And that's the title of this message this morning. It starts with listening. Listening is the most important th uh, piece in any relationship. Marriage relationship, business relationships, working relationships, and all kinds of relationships. Listening is such an important piece. Let me ask you this question. 
How many of you have ever heard the term or, or the phrase, are you listening or you never listen? Perhaps maybe you made that statement before. Maybe that statement was addressed to you. But this is the, the problem that we have in this world. No one is listening. And so I want to just spend some time over the next few minutes just talking to you about the importance of listening and how it can affect a relationship and how it can solve issues. And so uh, I've just lost my train of thought. But let me just start with an example just to show you how important listening is. When a couple are sitting down together and having a discussion, and sometimes things are said that the other spouse may not agree with or may not like, and so the natural reaction would be to either become defensive or go into attack mode. And of course, when they're in that situation, the emotions are rising, uh, tempers are flaring, and before you know it, they're out talking each other, trying to outshout each other, just to try to get their point across. But understand this, listening can solve problems. Solutions to problems, solutions to every problem between people can always be provided, but it starts with listening. It stops when people stop to listen to one another. Because understand that listening will eliminate every misunderstanding, every false assumptions, and every false perception about the other person. So let me give you a couple of uh, definitions of listening. Listening is to give attention with the ear. It means to attend closely to the purpose of hearing. Listening is also the ability to accurately receive and interpret messages in the communication process. So hearing, and understand this, there's a difference between hearing and listening. Okay, I want you to understand that. Hearing is the ability to perceive information by the ear. Uh, this morning, when you woke up this morning, uh, you got up and your ears automatically picked up sound because our ears are designed to do that and so probably the first sound that your ears picked up this morning was the alarm clock and probably the next sound that your ears picked up and perceived was maybe the birds chirping outside and maybe you, your ears picked up the neighborhood dog barking or perhaps maybe your ears your hearing picked up the sound of your spouse snoring next to you but your ears are always picking up sound. And if you're not hearing impaired, hearing just simply happens. It just automatically happens. Listening, however, is something that we intentionally and consciously choose to do. Okay, that's very important to understand. Because listening requires concentration and it also requires action. Without the ability to listen effectively, Messages can be easily misunderstood, can be easily be ignored or dismissed. In the last few months, we have been experiencing, uh, it's been a very tumultuous time. Uh, and we have seen many protesting and, and demonstrations and even rioting 
against the, the social uh, or the racial injustice that have been going on in this country. And, and even though, you know, I'm, not, I'm, I'm totally against rioting. I, I don't like the rioting. I don't like the violence or the looting or, or, or the destruction of property. But make no mistake about this. Let there be no misunderstanding. The protesting, the demonstration, and the rioting, it's all a very clear and loud message to the country, to this world, to everyone, to listen to us. The t-shirts and the signs that you see that says Black Lives Matter, it's a clear message to everyone that says, please listen to us. It says, listen to us because we matter. Respect us because our lives matter. Protect us because our lives matter. It's a clear message to listen. Black preachers have taken the the social media and, and sent out this very same message to just listen to us. Unfortunately, listening is not a favorite topic in this country. Unfortunately, people have not been listening because the social and the racial injustice continues. Dr. King, he even made reference to the rioting. And although Dr. King is totally against rioting because he was a man of peace, everything he did was by peaceful measures and it was very effective. But understand, he also realized why they were rioting. He said that rioting is the language of the unheard. People are not listening. As a matter of fact, he made this statement. He asked this question. He says, what is it that America has not heard? What is it they've not hearing? And saints, I'm sorry to say this, but America has not been listening. The world has not been listening. And so... The rest of this day, the rest of this morning, I want to talk to you about how important listening and how effective listening can be. I want you to go with me to Proverbs chapter 1. Because saints, it's time that we stop and start listening. In Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 5, understand that when people really learn to listen to one another... It not only eliminates all misunderstanding and and false assumptions, but it also eliminates ignorance and opens the door for understanding and knowledge. In Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 5, listen to what it says. It says, a wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. Now, Solomon is clearly saying that in order for us to really learn It starts with listening. Knowledge, understanding can only come through listening. If you're going to learn from each other, you need to stop and start listening. And it's so interesting because imagine what we can learn. Imagine what we can learn from each other when we stop to listen to each other. We stop to hear what each other says. But a person cannot learn anything from anyone if we stop listening, if we refuse to listen. You know, if a, if a student goes into a classroom and he sits there and the teacher is giving out all of this information, all of this knowledge, and all the, all the kid does is sit there and daydream, then he's going to walk out of that class just as ignorant as he was when he first came in. 
But listening eliminates all ignorance and opens the door for knowledge and understanding. But good listening allows us to demonstrate that we are paying attention to your thoughts and to your feelings because you matter to us. I read this statement about listening, and I've never seen it this way, but it changes how I see things when it comes to listening. But it says this, listening is seeing the world through the other person's eyes. Very profound statement. So when someone comes up to you and pour their hearts out to you, you are getting a glimpse of their world. Their world may be filled with, with pain and sorrow. Their world may be, may be filled with, with frustration and anger. Their world may be filled with, with despair and sorrow. But you'll never know it if you don't take the time to listen. You'll never know what their world is like if you don't take the time to glimpse into their world. Understanding and knowledge comes just by listening. Listening accomplishes much in a relationship. For instance, listening validates a person. It, it communicates value and, and worth. Listening says, I want to know you. I want to understand you. Listening builds relationship and, and it also ministers to the brokenhearted. Listening is also a means of understanding and learning all the facts. Go to Proverbs chapter 18. And look at verse 13. Proverbs 18 and verse 13 says this. He who answers a matter before he hears the facts, it is folly or foolishness and shame to him. How many of you know somebody like that? You're talking and you're sharing your heart. You're pouring out your heart. And before you can even finish your thought, before you can even finish expressing your feelings, someone cuts you off and begins talking about something else. How many of you know what I'm talking about? But that leads me to the next question. How do we know we're not, that we're not listening? How do we know we're not listening? Well, let me give you a few examples to help us to identify whether we are listening or not. The first thing is this. When you're thinking about an answer while everyone is still talking, you're not listening. Amen. When you give an unsolicited, an unsolicited answer, you're not listening. When you suggest to somebody that they shouldn't feel the way they do, you're not listening. When you try to come up with a quick fix problem, a solution to a problem, you're not listening. When you're fidgeting and looking at your watch and appear that you're being rushed, you're not listening. When you're not maintaining eye contact, you're not listening. When you don't acknowledge one's feelings, you're not listening. And when you don't ask follow-up questions, you're not listening. Now, maybe you've identified yourself in some of these categories, and this is just, just, just a few examples, but to help us understand the importance of listening to people. And here's the thing, body language can really speak loudly. Because it can tell when, when you're not listening. 
If a, if a person is facing you and talking to you and your body is already pointing in this direction because this is where you want to go, you're not listening. But listening is hard work. It takes time. It takes time to stop and listen long enough to hear a person's heart. Listening requires patience. In the Bible, it tells us that we are to be patient with everyone. Not to a certain select people. Not to a certain class of people. And not whenever it's convenient to you. The Bible says we are to be patient with everyone at all times. Listening is such an important thing that even the Bible stresses the importance of listening. I want you to go with me to James chapter 1 and verse 19. Listening is such an important aspect of life. Even in premarital counseling, it's one of the things that I, I stress in, in every time we meet a couple is the importance of communication. And communication is more than just talking, but it's about listening. In James chapter 1 and verse 19, James says this, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be what? Swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Now, James is very clear of this fact, that listening takes priority over speaking. Because he says, be swift to hear, be quick to hear, and slow to speak. In our society, we've got that backwards. We're quick to speak and very slow to listen. But as, if you remember when I said earlier that, that solutions to problems between people begins with listening. Well, let me give you another example in the Bible, in the book of Acts chapter 6. How listening can actually solve issues. In Acts chapter 6, and we're going to look at verse 1. And the book of Acts is about the, the, the rise of the early church. The apostles began to carry out the commission that Jesus gave them to preach the gospel to all the world. They began preaching to all of Jerusalem. And people were getting saved by the thousand. People were getting filled with the Holy Ghost. There was a great revival going on. But also in the midst of the church multiplying and growing and thriving, there also were issues in the church. And here's an example here. It says, And now in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplying... There arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Now understand that during that time in the early church, they consisted of two groups of people. There were the Greek-speaking Jews who were the Hellenists, and there were the Hebrew-speaking Jews or the native Jews. And there's always been some tension between the two groups. And one of the issues here is that the Hebrews, or the Hebrew-speaking Jews, were neglecting the Greek-speaking Jews' widows. And so it, it, it sort of brought some tension and some issues. But this is what I want you to see. Because the scripture says that the apostles gathered all the people together to discuss the problem. Notice that they didn't ignore the problem. They didn't dismiss the problem. And they didn't put off the problem for another day. No, they gathered everyone together, and the apostles listened to their complaints. They stopped everything that they were doing to listen to their complaints. They were able to gather up all the facts, 
and I was able to understand the nature of the problem. Once they did that, then they were able to come up with a solution. But that wouldn't have happened if they did not stop to listen. That did not happen, that wouldn't have happened if they did not stop to listen and gather the facts and understand the nature of the problem. And in verse 5, it says that the people, that everyone liked it. That's both the Greek Jews as well as the Hebrew Jews. They all liked it. And because of that, they brought peace and unity in the body. Listening can solve issues and bring peace and unity in a relationship. Proverbs 1 and verse 5, as I mentioned to you earlier, says a wise man will hear and increase learning and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. The apostles wanted to hear first before they learned the nature of the problem. And then once they heard the problem, they were able to come up with a solution. Glory to God. Now go to Matthew chapter 11 and verse 15. Jesus also emphasizes the importance of listening. In verse 15 of Matthew, Jesus, whenever he was about to teach or whenever he was about to explain a parable, he would always start off by saying these words, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, this was important that Jesus would say this because the teaching that Jesus was about to impart to them was very important. It was important enough for them to have to listen to it. And that's why he had to remind them, listen, I'm about to share something powerful and that's going to be beneficial to you. That's going to be a blessing to you and that's going to help you. But I need you to listen. Have ears to listen. Even in the book of Revelations, and Pastor John made reference to the seven churches in Revelation, Jesus had a message for each of the seven churches. Very important messages. And at the end of each message of each of the seven churches, Jesus ended with these words. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus often emphasized the importance of listening. Listening, my second point about listening is this, and you probably may not even look at it this way, but listening is actually ministry. I'll show you what I mean. Go back to James chapter 1 and verse 19. Just listening to people is an effective way to help them. It's an effective way to make them feel worthy and make them feel like they're valued. James 1.19 once again says, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who wrote the book, The Cost of Discipleship, was a book that Pastor John has been reading and often made reference to it in his teachings. He also wrote another book called Life Together. And in his book, he made a reference to listening. And he said this, Listening can be a greater service than speaking. And that's exactly what James said. Be swift to hear, be slow to speak. When we talk too much and listen too little, we're communicating to the other person that we think that our thoughts, our ideas, and our our feelings are more important than yours. The Bible has much to say about this. Go to Proverbs chapter 18. And look at verse 2. And perhaps maybe you know somebody who does a lot of talking and very little listening. 
So you may know what I'm talking about. But in Proverbs 18 and verse 2, it says this, A fool has no delight in understanding, but in expressing his own heart. Solomon was describing a person that is not interested in what you have to say. He's not interested in knowing anything about you. He's not interested in your feelings or your thoughts. His only interest is to express his own thoughts and his own feelings. Do you know somebody like that? Now remember that with knowledge and understanding of others is gained by listening. And Job was a perfect example of that. Remember, listening is ministry. And I want you to go to Job chapter 2 and verse 11. And we all know the, the, the tragic story of Job. Having lost everything, lost his children, he lost his servants, he lost his livestock, he lost his home, he lost everything. The only thing he was able to salvage was his wife. And some say that was not a good thing. <laughs> and so he was in a bad way. And then on top of that, he, he was afflicted with a very painful disease. So nothing was going right with Job. And so we pick up in verse 11. And it says that when the three of Job's friends heard of the tragedy that he suffered, they all got together and traveled from their homes to comfort and console him. These were great friends. And that's what we all do. When we hear somebody, a family, a friend who suffered a tragedy or lost a loved one, we want to be there for them. We want to be there at their side. And that's what the three friends did. Look at verse 12. When they saw Job from a distance, they scarcely recognized him. Wailing loudly, they tore their robes and threw dust into the air over their heads to show their grief. Now look at verse 13. Then they sat on the ground with him for seven days and nights. No one said a word to Job, for they saw that his suffering was too great for words. Have you ever been in a situation where you, you know someone who lost a loved one, and you want to be there at their side but don't know what to say? Sometimes the best thing to do is not to say anything at all. As Bonhoeffer says, the great, the great ministry about listening is, is, is so much more effective than, than speaking. And sometimes we don't know what to say and sometimes we try to force things and get ourselves in trouble and make matters worse. And so the friends realized that his suffering was so great, they didn't have words to express. So they sat with him for seven days quietly and saying a word. Now, even though it's true that they all sat with him for seven days quietly and in silence, it was when Job began to speak that his friends stopped listening. Because the rest of the chapters, you read that the, each of his friends began to condemn him, preach at him, uh, criticize him. One of them said that you, cre- you committed a sin, some secret sin, and you've got to repent for God before God. Others said you don't have any reverence for God. And they were just bombarding him and blaming him and, and just preaching at him. How many of you know people like that? But just to show you how minister Job was. Go to Job chapter 16. And I'll tell you exactly how he felt about all this. In verse 2, Job says this, I have heard all this before. What miserable comforters you are. He was addressing his three friends. Who at the time when he finally wanted to speak and share his heart and express his feelings. That's when his friends decided they weren't going to listen. They were going to do the talking. And because of that, they became miserable comforters. 
Look at verse 3. He goes on to say, won't you ever stop blowing hot air? What makes you keep on talking? At this point, Job, all he wanted was for them to stop. Don't say anything anymore. Just leave. Just leave me alone. Verse 4, he says this. I could say the same things if you were in my place. I could spout off criticism and shake my head at you. In verse 5. But if it were me, I would encourage you. I would try to take away your grief. You see, that's what Job wanted. That's what Job needed. But his friends couldn't provide that. Why? Because they weren't willing to stop to listen. Poor listening rejects people. Good listening embraces people. So the best way that we can minister to others is just by simply lending an ear and simply listening. What we need to do is put this into practice. We need to put a mental stopwatch in our conversation and keep track of how much we talk and how much we listen. Understand that listening shows the other person how much you really care about them. It shows them how much you value them. The ministry of listening says, what matters to you matters to me. Are you hearing me this morning? Sometimes good listening only listens and ministers best by just being quiet. So the best ministry that you might be able to do today is to listen to someone. And don't ever take that for granted because listening is a very powerful tool. It is a ministry. And you know, people want to be heard. People want to share their hearts and their feelings. But sometimes there's no one around to listen to you. Some of you may be going through some tragedy. Some of you may be going through a situation in your life. Some of you may be uh, going through some, some difficulties and, and some challenges. And you want to talk to somebody. But you can't find somebody who will take the time to listen to you. When Job was going through what he was going through. He became so distraught because his own friends wouldn't even listen to him. As a matter of fact, he was so distraught that he even believed God wasn't listening to him. In Job chapter 31 and verse 35, he cries out and says, If there's only someone who would listen to me. How many of you have ever heard that made that cry? How many of you have ever said those words? If there's only someone who would listen to me. And some of you may not have someone you can talk to. Maybe some of you don't know someone that you can go to and trust and share your heart. But let me encourage you. Because when no one is listening, God is. You see, God is a good listener. And God is always listening. Job thought that God was not listening to him. But what he did not know, that God all along was listening to everything that Job was saying. Because it wasn't until chapter 38 and verse 1 in the book of Job where God began to start speaking into Job's life. And began to correct him, teach him, bless him, minister to him, restore him, heal him, and bless him. Because God understood the nature of his problem. And only God was able to take care of that. God is a good listener. As a matter of fact, God ministers to us. Through listening. Because sometimes we think that God is not hearing us. 
But the Bible makes it clear that God does listen to us. Go to Psalm chapter one and uh, chapter one sixteen, and look at verse one. David rejoiced over the fact that God was actually listening to him. He said in verse one, "I love the Lord. Why? Because He hears my voice and my prayer for mercy." Look at verse 2. Because he bends down to listen, indicating the effort that God makes to listen to us. He says, I will pray as long as I have breath. David was so confident and so joyful that God took the time to listen to him. That he made a pledge that he'll never stop going to God. He'll never stop talking to God. And he'll never stop conversing to God. Because he knows that God listens to him. Hallelujah. God is so responsive that you can always reach him. Because he's always listening. And you know what? There's nothing that you and I cannot talk to God about. There are some things that we can't talk to each other about. But there's nothing that we cannot talk to God about. God is not shocked or surprised by the things we say or do. Because God knows it all. And understand this, that God is never too busy to hear what we have to say. When we call on God day and night, God will will never get his answering machine. So we'll never get to hear his voice that says, sorry, I couldn't get back to the phone right now. But but if you leave your name and your number in the short message, I'll get back to you. You'll never hear God say that. Because he's listening. And he'll respond. And just to show you how confident you can be, go to 1 John chapter 5. And in verse 14, the very familiar verse of scripture, 1 John 5 verse 14, says this. Now this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he what? He hears us. The confidence lies in the fact that God hears our prayers. And in verse 15 it says this. And if we know that he hears us. Whatever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we have asked of him. So the key to receiving from the Lord, besides our faith, is the fact that we know that he's listening to us. That's where the confidence lies. As we pour our hearts to God, God validates us by listening to us. Go to John, John's Gospel, the cha- uh, chapter 11. And listen to verse 41. God is always listening. You may have doubts about that. You may even question that. But make no mistake about it. God is always listening. Listen to what Jesus says in John 11 verse 41. Jesus was about to raise Lazarus from the dead. But before he did, he went before the Lord and prayed. And he said, listen to the Lord. Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Now look at verse 42. Yes, I know you always hear and listen to me. Jesus was very confident in knowing that Jesus, that God always hears him. We ought to be just as confident because the Bible says that he hears us also. He's always listening. So we talked about how everything starts with listening. Learning from each other begins with listening gaining knowledge and facts starts with listening we know that listening can can uh, solve issues in a relationship 
We also learn that listening is ministry because listening says what matters to you matters to me. It, it brings value and worth to the person that you're listening to. It allows us to enter into this person's world and see what this person is going through and understand why this person is going through this. Bonhoeffer said, made this statement. He says that we ought to listen with the ears of God so that we can speak the word of God. When we listen with the ears of God, we are listening with compassion, with mercy, with grace, with love. And in the process of listening, God, by his spirit, gives us the words to speak in this person's life. But that's the only way it happens, But because if we don't know what to say, it's best just to not say anything at all. Because if God has something to say, he'll tell you what to say. Because he'll give you the words to speak in that person's life. So listen with God's ear so that you can speak to that person's life with God's word. The third and final point I want to make to you tonight, uh, this morning is this. Listening is an act of love. We show our love to others when we stop to listen to them. We show them that we really care. Bonhoeffer wrote in his book and he described someone that is considered half-eared listener. Now a half-eared listener is someone who presumes what you're going to say. So if you're talking to somebody and you're expressing your feelings and your thoughts, he cuts you off because he already knows what you're going to say. Don't you hate that? There was a company, and just to show you how damaging that can be, there was this company that that suffered a $100,000 loss all because of an error caused by a dispatcher by sending the trucks that was carrying building materials to the wrong state. And this is what happened. The dispatcher heard the city Portland and he quit listening before he heard the state Maine. And of course the result was he sent eight trucks carrying building materials 3,000 miles to Portland, Oregon when those trucks should have been in Portland, Maine. And the company lost $100,000. Needless to say, the man probably lost his job as well. But that's how damaging not listening can be. When you try to presume that you already know what the other person is saying without first gathering the facts. That takes time to sit there and listen to a person all the way to the end. A person can be in pain, but you need to listen to them all the way to the end before you can understand how to minister to that person. Proverbs 18 and verse 13, and we read this before, it says, he who answers a matter before he hears it is folly or foolishness and shameful. Poor listening makes the other person seem less important. It devalues them. It diminishes them. But good listening makes a person feel like they exist, like they matter, like they're important. And that's what happens when we stop to listen. Listening is a love language. When you take time to listen to somebody, when you put all of your attention in that person, and you sit there and you make eye contact, and you respond to them with follow-up questions, you're relaying a message to them that you care enough about them, that you want to hear what they have to say. Go to 1 John chapter 4 and verse 7. 
When it comes to listening, sometimes people just, there are some people that do want some advice. But more often than not, what people want is just for you to listen to them, to show them that you do care. And 1 John 4, 7, and this is a, a verses of scripture that I want to share with you this morning that Pastor John had mentioned uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago when we talked about love, which is such an important factor in listening. But 1 John 4, 7 says this, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Now look down in verse 11. He said, Beloved, if God so loved us, then we also ought to love one another. If we're called to love one another, then we ought to demonstrate that love by taking the time to listen to one another. Now, while you're still in 1 John chapter 4, look down in verse 20. Bonhoeffer says this in his book, Life Together. He says, just as love to God begins with listening to and obeying his word, so the beginning of love for the brethren is learning to listen to them. In verse 20 of 1 John 4, it says this, If someone says, I love God, and hates his brother, then he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? Verse 21, And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. If you love God, then you ought to love your brother. If you're not listening to your brother, how can you be listening to God? Right? How can you say you're listening to God when you can't even stop to listen to your brother? Love goes both ways and it goes all the way around. But as I get ready to close this morning, I want you to go with me to Philippians chapter 2, beginning in verse 3. Listening is the most important thing that you can do in a person's life. It's one of the most important things when it comes to relationships, friendships, and all other kinds of relationships. Listening is a love language. It demonstrates how much you really care about the individual. But Jesus was a perfect example because throughout all of his ministries, Jesus was stopped, interrupted, and delayed by people who would come to him constantly with their problems. But Jesus never turned them away. Jesus never ignored them. Jesus never put them off and told them to come back another day. Jesus would stop, listen to them, gather up all the facts, understand the nature of the problem, and then he was able to minister to their needs. And in Philippians chapter 2, we read this. Verse 3 says this, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself verse 4 let each of you look out not only for his own interest but also for the interest of others let this mind be in you verse 5 which was also in Christ Jesus you all heard of the Midas touch right well good listening requires the Jesus touch and the scripture says to let this mind or this attitude or this purpose that was in Jesus, also let it be in you. And Jesus demonstrated love wherever he went. As a matter of fact, good listening goes hand in hand with Jesus' attitude. 
And so when we stop to listen to someone, we're doing exactly what Jesus did with others. We didn't turn them away. He, he never ignored them or avoided them. He always took the time. And, and here's the problem with this, the time that we live in today. We are always in a rush. And we always don't have time to stop to listen. But when a person has an issue that they want to talk to you, they want to talk about, understand that we're not seeing their world. Their world's in turmoil. Their world is upside down. And they're looking to, and they're crying out for help. They're looking for someone to listen to them. And when we're too busy or too much in a rush to not stop to listen to them, look into their world and see how we can listen to them and how we can minister to them. What kind of message are you sending? Sometimes God, all he wants to do is just use us as, as his vessel or, or, or his channel to demonstrate his affirming love just by listening. And sometimes we think, oh my goodness, I don't know what to say to them. I don't know what to do with them. Yes, you do. You have the ministry of listening. Listening is a very powerful tool because listen sends a, a loud message to the individual. You may not have answers for them. You might not have a solution for them at the moment. But what you do have is love and compassion. And maybe that's all they need at that moment. So if you find yourself in a rush and someone pulls you aside because their world's upside down, what would Jesus do? What was his attitude? Jesus was always going somewhere to do something. But he, never, but he always stopped when people came to him with problems. Understand that people are a precious thing to God. The world was created for the purpose of people. It was because of people that God sent his son to die on a cross. God is willing to do whatever it takes because of us and for us. We need to have the same attitude with one another. Let me close with this thought. We are, we are rich with diversity in this church. We are a church made up of different races, culture, language, and background. Imagine how much we can learn from each other if we took the time to stop and listen. Good listening is like tuning into a radio station. In order to get good results, you have to listen to only one station at a time. If my wife is trying, if I'm trying to listen to my wife, and watch the ball game at the same time. It's like receiving two radio stations at the same time. And the only result I get is a lot of distortion and frustration. When it comes to ministering to each other by listening, it's going to require a choice that we have to make of where we place our attention. Are you hearing me this morning? So when we tune into each other by listening, we must first choose to put away anything that will divide our attention from each other. That may mean laying aside our own thoughts, our own ideas, our own agendas, our own opinions, even our personal opinions. 
for the sake of listening to the other person. I know sometimes when we're talking to people, there's the temptation to want to express our opinions because we feel that our opinions are important. It, it, it's, there's a temptation to want to express our thoughts and ideas. But there's a time and a place for that. And as a matter of fact, the book of Ecclesiastes tells us that. So there's a time to speak and a time to listen. Sometimes it's best to listen before you speak. And when it comes to our relationship between us, when it comes to listening to each other, sometimes we need to focus our attention on just you and put aside everything else that may cause or any, any type of division or, or, or cause us to draw away our attention from you. You matter to us. We ought to matter to each other. So, understand that everyone wants to be loved. That goes without saying. And one of the most important ways that we can demonstrate that love is when we start listening. If we just start and listen to each other. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for your words. We thank you, Father God, for making it clear to us. We thank you, Father God, that you've imparted in us wisdom and understanding, especially when it comes to listening. Father, I pray that you help us to be more disciplined when it comes to listening to others. Father, help us, Lord God, to be more sensitive to people's needs. Father, help us, Lord God, to realize that people are more important than anything else. Because people are important to you, Lord God. People should also be important to us. And so, Lord, I thank you, Father God, for helping us this day and speaking into our hearts and into our lives this morning. And, Father, we thank you, Lord God, that that word that was brought today will begin to resonate and rise up and, and settle in our hearts and in our spirit, man. Lord, helping us to, go, to be more attentive to other people. Father, help us to be good listeners. Help us to be effective listeners in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you for touching everyone that is here this morning and all those who are watching.